Good evening, soccer fans. Welcome to Sacktown FC Podcast. Uh, my name is John. I'm joined, as usual, with my co-host, Luis. Luis, how is, uh, how's everything going for you after, uh, after this 2-1 victory today? It's, uh, it's going good. Uh, I mean, they, they had us <laughs> thinking there for a second that we wouldn't pull the win. And you know, that, that would have been, I think, uh, really bad, especially if, uh, if uh, we have any chances of making it to first place. So we pulled the win. Uh, it was uh, not, not the most exciting game. I'd say. I mean, it got pretty intense the, towards the end, but um, glad we, glad we pulled the win, and you know, still here uh, celebrating. And uh, yeah, aside from that, I'm just hoping that smoke gets cleared out here in Modesto. Uh, the air is still not not too good to to be out there right now. So hoping it gets better because uh, I can't wait to to go outside and uh, do some uh, soccer practice too, and get ready for you know whenever we get to have that tournament that. We've been talking about for, for almost feels like for months already. <laughs> I know talk is cheap. Time to start moving, uh, moving some uh, lumber here with this with this tournament. But uh, so this podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer, while at the same time creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at Reboot.Soccer, where you can find out more ways to be part of the program and help reboot your community today. Find them at You Can Reboot on Twitter and Instagram um, and online at Reboot.Soccer. So as we had just shown and given you guys some of the highlights, this game was uh, kind of a snooze fest for 45-plus minutes, uh, a couple chances um, throughout the match uh, for the Republic, but in the end, uh, nothing came to fruition until the sec- late in the second half, and then we started to see some goals uh, come about. Unfortunately, it was both sides. So this was the third match against um, the Timbers, and so Luis, uh, some interesting uh, things. But before we get started, you're wearing a, a pretty nice kit. How? Uh, what is this kit, and how can people get a hold of it? Yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, Got to give a shout out to our uh, team member here of uh, Sacton FC Podcast Network, uh, Liz, for actually delivering it personally. Uh, she picked it up from a combat soccer for me, and uh, we, we met up, and uh, she gave it to me. And uh, yeah, so this is the new uh, Cal Storm home kit. So their season is supposed to be starting here shortly. Uh, can't wait for uh, them to start so we can go and. Watch a game, watch a lot of games this season. And uh, yeah, so they recently released their new kits. Uh, as I said, this is the home jersey that I'm wearing. Uh, for those of you listening, it's the blue jersey. Um, but they also have their away kit, which is the black kit. Also looks really cool. And uh, they recently did actually also release their goalkeeper kit, which is a, a great kit. Um, if you want to purchase your own, uh, visit their website, calstormsoccer.com. Uh, you can also go directly to Combat Soccer's website or even visit Combat Soccer in Rockland and actually purchase there in a person as well. Uh, not too bad. $40 gets you the jersey. If you want it fully customized, name a number, an additional $9. Uh, I got it customized. Uh, nice. Got my uh, na- last name and number there. And, and so you can go on, get your favorite player, or get your name as as I did as well. So please. Check them out. Please help support them and uh, 
be on the lookout for you know whenever their season starts because uh might be starting here uh, shortly too as well and you'll want to have your kit ready for when that announcement uh, comes as well so please check them out and also follow them on their social media at Callstorm Soccer. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So look up Callstorm Soccer and you'll be able to find them. Uh, also wanted to invite you guys to check out our Patreon, uh, which we do call the Squadron. It's our official supporters group. Uh, really helps us out. We have a lot of great perks there that you can get from joining that. Uh, supporters group so please check that out if you visit our website sacktownfc.com we have a direct link to it or you can visit patreon.com slash sacktownfc to learn more so uh, thank you to those who have signed up and uh, please uh, check that out too and and if you have any questions please uh, do let us know we also have scarves so if you guys are watching the live right now uh, you guys could see behind me oh move a little bit actually have my uh, Sacktown FC scarf there hanging. Um, if you want one of yours as well, again, you can visit our homepage. We do have a direct link to it. Or you can visit roughneckscarves.com uh, and then also visit, uh, I believe it's the other tab, unless they've changed that. But uh, you can check that out and you'll see a lot of different scarves and our scarf is uh, one of them uh, there as well. Um, it's about $24.95. Free shipping also gets you a free scarf uh, hanger as well, which is a uh, really nifty, especially if you want to choose if you choose to hang it rather than uh, tape it to a wall like I did. Uh, so please check that out. Uh, really helps us out with the purchase of every scarf. You are also supporting our podcast and our shows. So uh, thank you to everyone who's purchased one, and you happen to purchase one. Uh, please take a picture of it. Let us know. Let us know where you have it at. If you take it with you to games, once we're able to go back to games, then send us your pictures as well, and we'll uh, sh- uh, retweet them. We'll share them. Uh, but thank you very much to everyone who has done that. Uh, we really appreciate it as well. Um, I did want to say a shout out to Roughneck Cars for uh, sharing this out on their Instagram. Uh, we uh, really appreciate that. They actually shared uh, the three renderings of uh, what. Could have been the scarf. There were other two options, but we decided to go with this one. So uh, check out their Instagram so you can actually see uh, the what could have been of the scarf. Uh, the other two designs that were we we had originally had in the works, uh, and then we decided on on this one there. So please check that out. And again, if you want to visit, also visit our website sacktownfc.com. You can listen to all of our episodes. Uh, you can also read uh, Becca and Seth's Soccer Pulse column, uh, which is really interesting column. They write about anything going on in the soccer community. So please check that out. If you have any comments, also please feel free to leave a comment on their particular article as well. Uh, they, they do read those comments uh, often as well. So uh, please, please uh, leave a comment there if you can. So, John. Let's uh, go over what this, uh, man, this crazy game was like. I'll say this. Uh, you know, the first half, I was extremely disappointed. I thought there was a lot more that the team should have done. And I was going back and forth with Harry in San Antonio. And he and I were both having conversations. How can a team like Portland play up against 
Sacramento, but not play up against the other teams in the conference. You, I mean, yes, they beat LA Galaxy, who beat us. Um, but for the most part, their goal differential is insanely um, inflated in the negative because they give up so many goals. And so the conversation was, how do we correct this? Where does this get better? The first half, it was just we were peppering the, the goal frame and we couldn't couldn't put one in the net. And so Roro hit one and it was just, I don't even know. I was extremely disappointed and frustrated. And then the second half before uh, Mario scored, they were just standing around watching and they watched the player move around the 18, the top of the 18, no movement, no, no runs in the box. I just, you couldn't see what was going on. There was no way to tell what in the world was happening. And it was frustrating and to the point where I had, um, I'm just like, you know, if you looked at our Twitter, our Twitter was me and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I was just so frustrated because there's so many missed chances, so many, so much ball watching. And then Villian had an opportunity and he ended up passing it to the top of the 18 when he should have put one on frame. I don't know what's going on with these boys, but, uh, you know, early in the season, they weren't afraid to take shots. Now they're afraid to take shots because they can't hit the net. So where is the, uh, where does it end? Where does it end? Yeah, the, that play you actually talk about with uh, Villian, I thought it was going to be a goal. Like, I, I, really, I really saw that opportunity and really felt like it, it could have been a goal. Uh, I mean, I, I was getting ready to go out on Twitter and, and say podcast magic once again. But, you know, sadly, that wasn't there. I mean, I, w- I wish he would have gone uh, more playing time. I think he should have come in maybe at the beginning of the second half. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see him in the bench starting off. Um, but you know, I'm sure coach uh, had his reasons, but, uh, yeah, I I mean, the players did look lost. Uh, I mean, if I go over some of the notes, some of the uh, key, I think moments in this game that, uh, I noticed the first half, if we go back to the 25th minute, Roro had a clear miss. I don't think he should like hammer headed that ball like that. I think he had a much better opportunity to just header it without even jumping, without doing anything. He could have just stood there, and I think he could have had our first goal of the match. Uh, I thought it was a really uh, clear opportunity. 41st minute, Werner had a good long shot. Could have been goal. It wasn't that far off. Uh, but I think shout out to Werner for actually uh, trying to attempt those long shots. And, and I think overall throughout the game, Werner... Uh, had a lot of good opportunities and and you know this was the first uh, game in a long time that we saw Werner come in in the starting 11 previously he was uh, my super sub and so it, it was interesting seeing him uh, come in the starting 11 which I thought he did he did a decent job uh, coming in in the starting 11 um, but I still think that he serves better as coming on as a super sub uh, I just think it, it suits him better for, for his game. Um, but overall, I think the first half, we had more possession. Clearly, I mean, throughout the whole game, we had more possession. But first half, it was clear. We had plenty of opportunities. But sadly, none of them were on target, which we do sound like a broken record machine because this is something that we've been saying for a while. Um, but sadly, it happened again, not just in the first half, but throughout the game, where 
we basically didn't really have that many shots on target to the point where the two shots on target we had were the two goals we scored. And so, I mean, looking at it from that perspective, yeah, true. Well, you know, our shots on target went to goal, but I go back to what I said a couple of weeks back. Uh, think about what could happen if we have more shots on target, considering that our only two shots on target were goals in this match. Yeah, and Mike, you you make a good point. The comment, the commentators for the Timbers did mention a knock uh, with Villian, but my thing is, if if he has a hamstring, hamstrings can be really, really vulnerable. Um, why would you even risk him in this match to bring him on? Uh, yeah, I know your authority. You're already without Belmar. Um, you know, you scored you scored the goal. He was on the pitch. I'd almost say if he really did have a hamstring problem, I think uh, Mark and the the staff would have would have identified that and made it so he did not suit up in the 18, and they would have figured they they would have plotted around it. But uh, yeah, no, he came on. No excuse if you're coming on, you're you're fit, right? If you if you can put some minutes into the to the books, you're you're ready to go. So Villian, you know, being the professional that he is. I think he was able to work away from it. I did notice he took uh, he took one one grimace and grab at it uh, after he was taken down in the box uh, on a on a pretty clean tackle. I did see him kind of wince and, and grab at the hammy, but uh, again, he's a professional. He's done this. If it was if it was a serious knock, um, even a, a minor tweak, I think he sits. So you know, and the commentators themselves weren't that good today. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see. But that's just me being biased. Um, yeah, for the match, I mean, two shots on goal. Let's let's be real. You you take thirteen total shots that were blocked, two of which ended up on target. I don't know. It's it's been tough. It's it's been dry. It's you got to at one point something's gonna gonna happen. Uh, you know, this is the third match against T two, and they have played us tough every step of the way, the whole way, and it's been they're that thorn in the side. You know, we we get these leads, and that's the other thing. We get these leads where we're up one nil, two nil, and then we have a breakdown. And then sometimes those breakdowns add more. We could have lost this game really easily. We could have. You know, they scored that goal. Um, I couldn't remember who was on the near post, but Cam was watching. Um, the guy comes off the near post and on a header and puts one in. Why isn't anybody following him defensively? Um, so Clapier scores in the 92nd 93rd minute and then uh chavez at juju at the death uh literally at the death um you know hits the game-winning bucket hits the game-winning goal um <laughs> to to seal a victory and i i mean gosh at some point we we really have to uh stop giving people heart attacks you know, we had one, there was one comment on Twitter. Uh, my kids thought I was in danger because I <laughs> shouted so loud. It's like, all right, well, see, I'm not the only one. And I don't know. I can't, I can't take these deaths <laughs> uh, of winning seven shots in the first half, uh, zero on target. That's disappointing. You, you have zero shots on target. Look, coach, I know you're, I know we're working at it. I know we're still trying to get our, our feet going and, and figured out, but the ball watching the um, not paying attention to what's going on at some point needs to stop at some point. And I applaud the effort, but you can't ball watch. You have to make something happen in and out of the 18. If you don't shoot, you don't score, take some chances. Let's go boys, figure it out. 
Yeah, I can relate to to that you know, shouting that goal, especially you know the of course the game winning goal, last minute goals. I mean, who doesn't love scoring a goal, especially in the very last play where you know you, there's no more of the game left after that. Um, I'm pretty sure my neighbors probably heard me and they were like, "What's going on?" Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a intense, intense final, um, f- final second half too. But before that. I mean, there, we did have a couple of opportunities. Uh, and if we go back to the 54th minute, they call Cam as being offside. Uh, I don't know if he was really offside. I thought it was really close. Uh, sadly, too close. I mean, too close to call. You you don't put your flag up for that. You let that one play out. That was that was disappointing. I felt like he was onside, and they really took one away. Yeah. And and especially, I think what I mean, if I think about it in Liga Mekis, and I know you know I'm not trying to compare uh, USL to Liga Mekis, but Liga Mekis, there's actually this rule that I haven't really seen much in other countries as much. But essentially, if someone is offside or if someone is close to being offside, and there's moments where players are clearly offside, uh, they let the play continue regardless of it too and and i mean i tend to sometimes criticize that because you never know if an injury happens because of you not calling offside especially if it's really clear then i'm like they should call it uh but in cases like this where it's so close i feel like you have to let it go through sadly there is no var in usl uh but maybe if there was var maybe we would see more of these plays go through let the play finish if it ends in goal then you go and actually check the play again so that's what i think i mean i hope uh, i hope that that gets to happen one day but it might be a long time before we see var Um, well let's 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 get into the goal at least so the first goal of the match mario super mario panagos scores his first goal in um you know on the road which is even better um i actually tweeted out to his mother uh mario is now super mario he needs a cape with his number on it for bedtime. Uh, great team and individual effort. That goal um, that he scored could have gone down. Most players probably would have taken a dive, but he stayed on his feet and slotted it home to give the Republic a one nil win or one nil lead. I think that goal said a lot for him. Um, you know, as as you look at what he was able to do uh, to get that goal, the work that he put in coming in side out or coming outside in. And you know, really working to get in there, it was it was a nice goal for him, and I think that was a um, it was a good finish. And yes, Sharon, we are very happy for the kids today. Uh, the the men and the kids and the boys and the lads uh, are coming home with three points. But uh, yeah, Mario Panagos with his first professional goal, um, you you can't say much more than that. And so. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are you, what were your thoughts on that goal, Luis? Oh, I mean, ever, ever since Mario Penalos came in, and, and this is something that I've been saying since preseason because we saw uh, how Mario Penalos did against Monarchs in that last uh, friendly that we had. Um, and this player is phenomenal. Uh, I think he has a really bright future with the team. Uh, I think coach needs to give him more opportunities because, you know, he's already – had a couple of games I could think of uh, not just that game, but also um, previous game earlier in the season too, where 
uh, he didn't do too bad as well. And so uh, I think he's making the case that he needs to be in the starting 11. Uh, you know, he just had a really good play, really good pass there by uh, Drew Skundrick finding him. And uh, yeah, I mean, the whole play was just really great just to see him those see him pull those moves. If you didn't know who this player was, you'd probably think that it's a player that has been around for a while. And to be able to say that about an academy player is it's just amazing that we have uh, not just him. You know, of course, we have other talented academy players as well. But to see him really go out, be fearless, you know, like just play as if, again, he's been playing for a long time is uh, something really, really amazing to, to see from him. Uh, on that note, I do want to say shout out to the coach. Uh, because he believes in these players from the academy. Uh, true, he coached them when he was in the academy as well. And and I think that it's it's really we should really credit coach because if we look back at, at coaches from the past, uh, not that many have given that many opportunities to academy players. And you know we could we could think of like other academy players that haven't had that many opportunities and have actually gone to other teams because they just don't get enough playing time. And so seeing coach do this, I think is really great. I think it's, it's good that we are actually getting a lot of players. And, and again, not just Benagos, uh, we have more players, you know, we have it with uh, Julian as well. And so it's great. I think we've never had a time again in our history where we can say that we have multiple academy players that could easily be in the starting 11. And, and I think it's, it's going to be good to have more of that competitive environment with the rest of the team. And I think we're, we're in for really good things for the rest of the season uh, with these players. Yeah. And if you look at this, that, so here's the goal again, we'll break it down. Uh, Drew gets the ball on the outside, uh, plays it to Mario who immediately turns and finds Juju who's uh, set up in the middle of the park there. Juju plays a good ball into uh, Cam, and Cam with his back to goal. This is what one of the things that we've been kind of nitpicking on Cam about was his back to goal, not having the awareness to look and, and find something. But he sees out of the corner of his eyes, if you look at where he's at and where he's located, he sees Mario, and Mario continues that run, but he also cuts in, which is great, and was able to find space. So once he found that space, it was just him and the goalie. Yeah, he had to get through and kind of just – Right there, he could have taken a fall, could have easily dove um, and, and potentially got a PK, but continued his run and slotted past the keeper. Very professional finish. Uh, really excited for the for the young man. And again, uh, Tori, if you're watching, um, he needs a cape with that uh, number 23 <laughs> on it. And so uh, that's the first goal. That, that was what set the tone. I was hoping, uh, talking to Harry in San Antonio again, we'd both said, uh, yeah, we're taking three points. This would be great. No less than a few minutes later, here we are, still finding a way. So uh, the boys score the goal. Everybody's excited, uh, as they should be. It's this first professional goal, <laughs> and I will take that any day of the week. But then we get into kind of the, our problem area and the set pieces, right? So we got a corner in the uh, 92nd minute. Everybody seems to have a mark. We have Juju on the near post. You got Cameron, who's supposed to be kind of watching people come peeling off of the post. And here's the play. So ball's played in. Cameron watches the ball go middle. And then he loses the mark. 
and Juju doesn't come off the post fast enough. Rafa uh, Diaz can't make the adjustment needed. Uh, one touch finish, great finish too. Uh, left foot ties the score at one. So there we are with the score line. What were your thoughts on that goal, Luis? Oh, I think it's it's the same thing that we've been saying uh, in previous games too, where uh, errors that shouldn't be made are made. Uh, you can't leave the player by himself there. Uh, th- there were plenty of players that should have been marking him, especially in a set piece. Everyone has to have someone that they're marking, and you cannot leave someone there. Uh, they they have to really, I think, look at these plays and, and really uh, learn a lot from them. And I'm sure coaches is looking at these set plays because if you are going through those situations where these things happen in set plays, then they need to be corrected soon because – you know, we're going to keep seeing these situations happen and uh, other teams are going to take advantage of more set plays. And so uh, I think uh, that's one of my biggest takeaways is that if you let Timbers 2 score on you like that, you need to really watch out for the other teams because we're going to see the same things if these same mistakes are made. Uh, but once that goal came in, I thought game was going to end in a tie as I'm sure uh, 99% of... Uh, <laughs> everyone else thought and and like i said earlier had we gotten the tie i think at that point you can almost say goodbye to that first place spot i think it it would have definitely been uh something else to to get to first place uh as much as i might sound like i'm exaggerating but at the end of the day it, it was uh i think it was just what the team needed to be able to get this uh response and and it got us seeing that the team can respond to these situations and i think that's the positive thing to get out of that goal is that they clearly showed us that they might get a goal scored on we might be tying or even losing and the team can actually respond uh, and uh, i think that's that's something good to see after after they scored that goal we looked vulnerable for a few more opportunities but that finally comes through uh sharon saying mahoney man of the match and an assist, but let's think about this assist as we watch through. Because is it really? Can we really credit him with an assist with all the touches? But let's take a look as we watch Juju's first professional goal uh, played from Matt Mahoney in the back, and it kind of just takes place from here. So Juju out wide works his way from outside in. Couple moves, good footwork, way to cut back, and the ball actually, if you watch it, it kind of knuckles, and so he's able to put the ball in the net. In the 95th minute stoppage time, whistle's blown. Uh, once the kick is taken, actually, once he's done celebrating, um, and the boys walk away with all three points. And if you watch the shot here, it does kind of knuckle, uh, a bit of a deflection, and the, off the keeper's hands and in. Hey, doesn't matter how you get a goal, a goal's a goal. It's all three points for the Republic. They head back to Sacramento, getting ready for their next match uh, with a full three points and now tied with Reno at the top of the table yet again. Uh, But Reno does have that game in hand who Mm -hmm. plays Portland Timbers uh, coming up as their next match. So we shall see the, uh, the game Saturday is going to be much more important now with a lot more on the line. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I thought it was a good goal. Uh, I have to say ever since Juju came in, I knew he was going to do something. Like you could, you could see it in him. Like he, he wanted to score a goal. He wanted to uh, do an assist. You know, he really wanted to change the outcome of the game. 
uh, you could really see that energy that he was bringing into the match and seeing him out there play, just as I said, with Mario Penagos, like the guy looked like, like he, he had like a year at least playing in USL. Like he already understood the game well. And it's it's amazing to see these players really come in these situations. Uh, you know, we had just gotten tied on. It was a really difficult moment in the game where we only had about three minutes left of the match. Uh, we had to go get that goal. We had to get the three points out of this match. Uh, it was really critical. And he stepped up to it. He did a shot. And, and true, like you said, shots are shots. You know, you still got to do your shot. You never know. It might still go in. Um, but I think if the goalkeeper didn't get it, it just really goes to show how strong that shot was. Yeah. Because if he knuckled it off, it had to be really strong. And and coming off from an academy player, I think that says a lot. I think the one play that stands out the most during this match, and, and for those of you who are able to witness it, um, Diaz coming out way off his line uh, to challenge a ball. Player tried to flick it over him, and he hit it with the back of his shoulder, essentially his back, um, and was able to chase it down into the box and, and grab it. I think that was probably the one game, one play. Had they uh, gotten past uh, and Diaz didn't make that, um, you know, make that adjustment and save, uh, this match is completely different. But let's talk about our man or men of the match. So this segment is brought to you by Makuni Sushi. Check them out today at makunisushi.com or download their app on Google Play or the App Store. Makuni Sushi, home to your favorite sushi rolls like the Incredible, the Trainwreck, and my favorite, the Pharaoh. So check them out today at makunisushi.com and tell them we sent you. But my man of the match today, I will let you go first, Luis, for your man of the match. Uh, who do you got? This this was a tough one, I have to say, too. I mean, if, if I could mention, I would mention a couple. Uh, but I am actually just going to mention one, and that has to be Juju. As I said earlier, when he came in, like you could tell that he wanted to change the game. You could tell that he was playing as if he was a veteran player. Uh, he really stood up to the match. He really took advantage of his opportunity, and he gave us that game-winning goal. Um, he you know, took that shot when I think had it been another player, maybe they wouldn't have taken that shot. Uh, we've seen that happen a lot where you know players don't want to be that one player to take the risk of having that last shot and it being a really bad, like terribly shot shot or, uh, or you know, just not even going on target. Um, and he took the chance. He took that opportunity and he was rewarded for, you know, taking taking the risk and, and going out there. And, and I think he deserves to definitely be at least in the 18 for the next game. But I say that he should be given a chance to be in the starting 11, along with Penagos too. Um, but I think it would be interesting to to also see them in the starting eleven. I think they've uh, earned the right to be in the starting eleven. And it, it, again, if it doesn't work out for them, then put them back on the bench, and they could be our our next uh, super sub. But I, I think it would be interesting to to see how they would do if uh, they get that opportunity to be in the starting eleven. Uh, the other player I was going to mention was uh, Mario Penagos, of course. Uh, he he did have a Really good game. Uh, sadly, I think with that tie, you know, that goal was kind of lost there for a little bit. But the goal was amazing. 
his play was really good. The the fact that he took off a couple of defenders and as you said, like he didn't actually want to get the penalty or he didn't actually just dive to get the penalty as we did see uh, Epps from uh, Timbers 2 actually take that dive and rightfully so get that yellow card. Um, and, and I think that's good because you should not be diving, especially if you have a clear opportunity at goal. And the fact that you don't do that and, and coming off from an academy player, I think is, is really great because uh, any other academy player could have potentially dived, right? Because they, they don't have that experience and they're just trying to get a penalty uh, for their team. And so really great. Again, I would go with Juju, but I mean, it was a hard, hard thing to choose between uh, Juju and Penagos, but Juju gets it for being the game-winning goal. Well, you kind of stole the steam from me there with uh, all your commentary for my guy, but uh, I guess I don't have to go into too much detail. My guy, man of the match, as Mar- as uh, Luis just gave us his uh, two, was uh, was Mario. So thanks, Luis. Appreciate it. Uh, so Mario Panagos uh, was my man of the match. Well, that is... Uh, you know, three points. We'll take uh, we'll take three points anytime you can get it. It's um, it's good to have that. We hope that they can continue this run with training this week. They have um, Orange County coming up next Wednesday, so a couple of days to rest, a couple of days to get some hammies uh, shored up. Hopefully, uh, Carlton is uh, is ready to go and and able to play. Uh, in the next match as well, so Sam can uh, go back to potentially being a super sub. But now we know the uh, the boys can play, so knowing that they have uh, they have an ability to uh, come on and, and sub in and score, it just adds to the arsenal um, that Mark Briggs has at his uh, disposal. So again, the next match will be this next Wednesday, Orange County, seven thirty at PMP. Uh, should be a good match. Uh, I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting some uh, fireworks because this match is gonna, you know, Orange County is pushing for first place and in rightfully so after Phoenix loses to Reno and uh, the Republic needing to keep on with this win streak just to keep hoped alive for that first spot in Group A. So um, we'll see. We'll see. It uh, should be uh, interesting down the stretch. It looks like we've secured at least a playoff spot. Now the, now the question is, is where do we get to play? Is it first or is it second? So we'll see. I don't want to play. I don't know if I want to play Phoenix, but we'll see how we play against OC, and I may want to play Phoenix. Who knows? I think especially after uh, we saw Phoenix play against Reno, I don't know if you had the chance to watch a little bit of that game, John, but the few minutes I saw that game, I was really disappointed with uh, Phoenix. Uh, I, they were the clear favorite. I don't know what happened to them, uh, but they lost that. And and I think with that loss, uh, Orange County is going to be really, really something else on Wednesday because uh, as we speak, they're currently beating uh, LA Galaxy 2-1 um, at halftime. Uh, so if this result sticks... They are going to be at 18 points, uh, one game in hand. Phoenix has 20 points, so the game on Wednesday could push them to first place, and they are going to want to make that push to get that first place uh, result. Um, on the contrary, you know, with, with us, uh, it's going to be a really important game. 
Uh, Reno, like you said, has a game in hand. Uh, we're currently tied with them at the same points, but they are playing against T2. That differential might keep going up. So our best bet, I think, at this point is that we need to be above Reno, not in with the same points. We need to be three points ahead of them. Uh, I mean, of course, one point ahead of them would be suffice as well. Um, but we can't depend on just tying in points with them, uh, meaning that right now we pretty much, it's like we have a six-point disadvantage over Reno as we stand, even though we are tight in points, um, especially if they take that win. And so it's going to be an important match. Uh, yeah, I mean, Phoenix and Orange County are both strong teams. True, again, Phoenix did disappoint me against Reno, but I can't really... I can't really overlook that because Phoenix, we all know how they are. They may have just had a bad night, but they they can definitely be a, a strong side when they need to be, and especially uh, in the playoffs, they, they can be even more dangerous as well. So it's going to be interesting what happens uh, in these final matches, uh, who gets to be in what spot. But I go back to what uh, Billion Bishev told us in the interview podcast, it doesn't matter whether you're first or second, you know, if, if you were se- if you're in second place and you end up being champion, no one's going to remember that you qualified as a second place team. And so uh, I think most important thing is really qualifying for the playoffs. Uh, of course, what you do get out of being first place is you get to host and not have to travel to that first playoff game. And so there is that added on to it, but at the end of the day, I mean, all we ask is for this team to to be on route to the playoffs and in a good form. And regardless of whether we play at home or away, if the team is informed, then, you know, I think I'm confident with this team being able to move further on in the playoffs if, if we end the season right. Well, there's always a chance. It just depends on how they, how they finish. Can they start to finish? Uh, putting shots on target, putting them in the back of the net. Because when you've got games against people like Portland, you need to make sure you're getting all three points, and they've done that so far. So, you know, the the only thing they can do right now is to continue to win. I think that's going to be the biggest part of this club going forward is making sure that they uh, continue to succeed, take three points, no matter how it's taken. Uh, A win's a win in the end. So keep at it, boys. That's all we can say. I did want to mention one more thing, though. Um, be on the lookout our uh, Soccer Pulse columnist Seth Kasipli who plays for Orange County I think he should be playing on Wednesday because he is currently playing in the match as we speak that they're playing against Los Dos and so he might be out there and if he is uh, I'm not sure if you'll be out there John but uh, we might have him here on a, on a live uh, after the match too so be on the lookout for that if uh, if John happens to be there yeah, I'll be there just to make sure I support Seth and uh, make sure the boys get a W, but we'll see. Uh, just a matter of uh, timing, right? So, yeah. uh, hey, we have social media stuff, and um, you could actually check us out on Twitch. Twitch is now a hold to the NWSL. You can check them out. There's going to be some matches of the NWSL live on Twitch. They'll be offering those matches uh, this weekend as well. NBC will be airing the Manchester United. Chelsea WSL match. 
I'm excited. I know Liz is excited. Get your popcorn ready. Chelsea's uh, reloading their squad to uh, make a run at the Women's Champions League uh, this upcoming year. So exciting to see that. But uh, you can find us on Twitch at Sacktown FC. Uh, on Xbox, you can find us at Sacktown FC. On the Xbox, uh, you'll find Luis, who's playing uh, FIFA 20 and Fortnite. And you can also find me on PS4. I've actually retired from FIFA, unfortunately. Ooh. At Sacktown underscore FC, I have retired from FIFA because nobody wants to play me. However, <laughs> I have picked up and I have addicted to the 2K21 uh, PGA Golf. So if you are on PGA 2K21, uh, the gamer tag still is Sacktown underscore FC. Right now I'm a plus nine handicap and dominating uh, the PGA Tour as we speak. So, yeah, check us out on social media, whether it's Fortnite or Xbox, or if you have uh, if you have PlayStation PGA Golf. So that's all we have for today's episode. A special thanks to the community of awesome people. Uh, that would be you guys for the time uh, that you take to listen to us each and every week and watching our online shows. Luis and I started this as a hobby, and it's grown into much more than that with shows about uh, Passione Mechies, our cup of tea, and the Sacramento soccer show that we do uh, occasionally on Wednesday nights. Uh, we couldn't have done it without the amazing support from each and every one of you. And to that, we say cheers. And thank you. And, and with that, I conclude the evening. Three points in the bag. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching on the live. And if you're listening, well, thank you for listening. Have a great night. <laughs>